0: stories that shape them my name is andy spateri joined by gooey fam goo how are you i'm doing great i'm doing better than before that's good <laughs> had some hot it, chocolate I like that we <laughs> <laughs> did you grab a beer or no shoot
1: no i should do that i just i didn't want to miss one of your lovely stories you were telling me before the episode started so i i
0: oh. you know I'll tell you what, I'll I'll plug the episode in our Patreon here, grab a beer, give me like okay. 60 seconds, I'll have it done. Okay. All right, ready, wow. go. <laughs> All right, welcome to Virtual Theater a Podcast, all about video game movies and the stories that shape them. Uh, we got a great, great episode for you guys today. We are covering Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. This was on the poll, and uh, I'm not going to lie, I was shocked, shocked that this won, because I didn't think that Layton was as popular as maybe it is. Although, you know what? Maybe the thing is, is that I just underestimated Layton because I pulled out some stats for Gooey because I think that maybe he underestimated Layton as well. So we're going to get into this movie. Um, it's very, very, very charming, I would yeah. say. Um, and I want to remind everybody listening that you can get this episode early if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. You could also get... Uh, some bonus Legend of Zelda cartoon shows. Plus, you can hear Gooey and I, uh, we're, we're shooting on WWE <laughs> and Undertaker. And uh, what else do we eat? Coffee. Uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> specifically, Tim Hortons. one in Michigan
1: for some reason.
0: I didn't even know they were in Michigan. So there's yeah. a lot of good bonus content over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater. And, uh, you know, you can be a part of that for the low low price of a buck a month so if you're not signed up uh please consider it that would be absolutely awesome that's the best way to help uh the show out and when you do you become part of the virtual theater family you have your own private little chat that we can talk to uh, each other in a discord so uh lots of cool little perks there did you get your beer I did. I did, got. Did I? So my shilling was was spot on. All right, roll tide. I, I tried Gooey to to pull out some kind of like fun little anecdotes and stuff like that about this Professor Layton movie. Sure, but because it was um, only released in Japan, kind of similar to how Animal Crossing was, there's not oh, really a okay. whole lot of there's not a whole lot of accessible trivia. There's no there's no real box office to speak of. There, it's not really on Rotten Tomatoes. So, um, I, I did the best I uh-huh. could to get some fun little stuff here, but there's really, we're going to be jumping, getting straight into business here. I think that's, pretty quick. That's fine with me. I do want to say that, um, I was mentioning while you were grabbing your beer that I was surprised that this movie won because it was up against like some pretty heavy hitters last poll. Like there's Batman and halo and stuff like that. Um, and I was saying like, maybe I underestimated professor Layton because like, this is like you don't think of it as a successful series, but like this is an incredibly, incredibly successful series. Oh, of course. And I pulled up some. I, have, and you've never played Professor Layton? I think, no,
1: right? no. I I would be really interested to, but I um. I yeah. I I never played it, but uh, I do love those type of games. I love like little puzzle adventure games. So it is really up my alley. And I did you know I liked kind of the uh, the atmosphere. And I know, like, it's based on a game. So I kind of like the world and stuff. So, like, I could see myself uh, picking it up. In fact, I thought about, like, oh, does this specific game have, like, a Switch release? Like, that'd be cool if they... Kind of like how they did with Ace Attorney, if they did a a Switch release. Because I would love to dive into the Eternal Diva game or even some of the other ones.
0: Yeah, no, that'd be really cool, actually. And I'm... I could be wrong. I feel like I read somewhere that maybe there was a latent game coming. I could be imagining that though. Um I picked some I picked some of these games up earlier in the year for both myself and Samantha, because I thought that she might like these as well. And um yeah, they're they're very good games, they're very charming, and they're hard. The puzzles are hard, yeah. man. Like they are they're not for kids for sure, like <laughs> you might think when you look at this. That I mean, that but. was kind
1: of a surprising element of the movie too, was that there was there was some stuff that I didn't expect to be in like a and a modern media for children, you know. But not that not that I think, not that I think it was inappropriate. Like I, I think this would be a this film we watched would be a great movie for a kid. But it did have oh, yeah. some of those like darker, more dark elements that I was kind of surprised by. You know, it's kind of mature in certain aspects.
0: I agree. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I think that this would be a great movie for a kid. But, like, when I, I texted you last night and I solved one of the puzzles, and I was <laughs> like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, it is um, a very, so I, uh,
1: like, w- what's the word? It, it's like cohesive or whatever as a video game movie because it is at times like a movie that you can kind of play. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, yeah. They even start you off in the beginning of the movie with, like, them solving a puzzle that's, like, very, it's very, like, simplistic it's just kind of meant to show off that there's like puzzle elements but it it, like right away i'm like when he's like showing the kid the puzzle i'm like come on kid like (laughs) clearly you take the pieces out of the ground and put them on the wall
0: like i said like i i was a little bit surprised Mm. at how well that this game did but then when i i kind of looked into this and i pulled some stats and i was actually blown away by what i pulled so uh professor layton is made by uh, the game studios Level Five, who also make Yokai Watch and Nino Kuni, oh, and, okay. um, which are like I think solid enough franchises. Um, but man, I was looking at the list here, and I'm gonna read you off some some sales figures here. <laughs> Professor Layton and the Curious Village has sold uh, 4.45 million copies. Professor mm. Layton and the Diabolical Box has sold 3.87 million copies. Layton and the Unwound Future 2.96 million uh Layton and the Last Specter 2 million like you go down the list and they like, this series has sold 17 million copies that's like I don't know why but that just like is staggering to me it's not from
1: I get what you're saying cuz for me it's not like a series that I would think of like what what sells a lot but it doesn't totally surprise me cuz i it is it's a a DS based game which was very popular you know like it you know like phantom hourglass for example is like one of the most popular zelda games because it it had such a wide casual appeal and i think you know you say the games are hard but i do think like uh i still think like a puzzle game like that would have wide appeal on the ds you know so like you know a lot of people picking it up for like brain age and stuff like that so um i could see it i like i could it's not
0: unfathomable that it would be popular to me you know what, and it's not unfathomable to me either. It's just like you just kind of forget that, like, like this yeah, this is sold that well, and it's it, it's because you're right. Like it, it was that DS like easy to pick up, kind of you can play a little bit of it and then put it down, kind of game.
1: I wonder too if it's it, it's probably bigger in Japan too.
0: Uh, you know what? It's not. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you
1: don't you just don't really hear like people aren't really talking about it. So that's how I could see like. Why the sales numbers could surprise someone, because it's not like, you know, like I don't hear people often clamoring for the next Layton game or whatever.
0: Yeah. May and maybe I take that back, actually, because like um it it does like beside the sales figures, like the Curious Village, which sold four point four five million, uh, three point four six of that was outside of Japan, and like almost a million was inside of Japan. And like I think usually the breakdown of like actual sales that the Japanese audience is responsible for is fairly small, so maybe that's bigger than usual. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just it really stuck out to me. It, it kind of yeah. like jumped off the page when I was like looking into this.
1: Well, that's that's great. <laughs> I'm a I'm a latent fan yeah. now. So any anything yeah. that might get it, it, I would love it for a collection or something on Switch. Because I would love to get into those
0: games. Maybe we could even get a uh, Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton movie <laughs> one day.
1: I'd love to see that. Uh, <laughs> like that'd be badass. You got uh, Layton going out to like investigate or whatever, and then uh, Phoenix Wright like litigates the stuff.
0: <laughs> I mean, if they can make it a game, they can make it uh, a movie. I think. Let's let's get to this movie here. Released December nineteenth, two thousand nine. Directed by. Uh Masakazu, Hashimoto. Um this movie to me has like kind of the same thing that the Pokemon movies have, where it like it, it's not so much an adaptation that it's literally just like an extension of the games, but in a different medium. Oh. Like the animation is the same, like like everything is the same. It's just is like
1: it, isn't it though like uh like the story was already in a game, or am I wrong about so-
0: that? So I'm not going to profess to be an expert because I only played the first one kind of casually and then Sam finished it. But um, this this movie ties into the first trilogy of games, I think. Okay, I'm pretty sure because like the main guy that we're going to meet later in the movie is from the game. Yeah,
1: I I picked up on that. Um, But I, I for some reason thought this was like that there was an Eternal Diva game. Like a game
0: called that. So I was doing my research and I guess that this film's plot is a pretty um, crucial element of Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy. So I I haven't played that one, but I guess if you haven't watched Eternal Diva, you're fucked if you're playing (laughs) Azran Legacy.
1: (laughs) I mean, there was some element of this that... Like, uh, this is kind of... Jumping all the way to the end, but like maybe being more aware of the series would help with like kind of the end when that, when that villain does show up.
0: Right. It's not yeah. like
1: I was like, Oh my God, what's happening? But it does, it does make it, uh, the sting a little bit less exciting yeah. because it's like, Oh, I, you know, especially cause it's like, this is a movie about like, you're trying to solve these riddles along with it too. And then like a big piece of, puzzle was like knowing about a character (laughs) from a different piece of media so it it wasn't like I didn't feel like smart or like whatever when that happened at the end of the movie when Uh, the bad guy shows up but whatever it's not a big deal
0: yeah I, I 100% um agree with what you're saying um before we get into the movie um this was apparently supposed to be the first in a series of Professor Layton movies released every single winter and oh. <laughs> I'm not sure why another one never got made. Because I think that like this one was fairly successful; it was fairly well received. Yeah, I'm not sure why it never took off. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like it, I, I, feel like why not? It seems strange, especially because of how successful, you know, Professor Layton was, as as we just talked about um but i don't know maybe maybe he gets that switch hd collection or something like that we can have some more latent movies i uh um, i do- just checked um and they do have
1: like all the professor latent games are on ios so I, i'm looking oh, here there you go. they even have the trilogy as a bundle um which seems like a perfectly okay way to play it because it was a ds game so Holy cow! Oh yeah,
0: Th- that would be that would be totally fine. I mean, it's basically like a point and click adventure, kind of like Phoenix Wright. Yeah. All right, all right.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> maybe maybe that's where I'm going next. That seems like a there good like go. before bed game, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. That was really
0: all the uh, the kind of the scraping I was I was able to put together for trivia about this movie. Um, otherwise, I I'm just ready to dive right into the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, do if, it. If anybody, if anybody listening to this wants to uh wants to get in on this professor latent action um all you have to do is just youtube uh this movie and it is there for free there's an english dub and it's very competently voiced actually i, I thought that the voice work was quite well the
1: voices are um, really good in this um yeah. yeah i i don't think that's a legal way to watch it but uh you know it's there on youtube no. and they're not doing a good job of policing that apparently so that is, yeah
0: that's absolutely right so um until it's gone it's there so if you want to check it out uh you know feel free to do so and you can uh, follow along with us here This movie starts with like an intro that <laughs> so acknowledges funny. the games, which I thought was kind of funny.
1: I was like, okay, <laughs> it was like, in case you like ever heard, this is a video game series, <laughs>
0: which I think they're, they're kind of putting themselves over a little bit. They're like, yeah, we've sold a bunch <laughs> of copies of our video game. And like we're a pretty big deal. So we're so big that now we're making a movie.
1: This would have been, I don't remember exactly what they s- say, but like, this would have been a good time actually to slip in a little bit more about the villain you know what i mean like yes have been have been like the professor Layton series is you know blah 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 where he takes on the evil so-and-so who's a uh, mechanical mastermind or something you know just so you could like plant that seed in your head so it's like at least a clue but this is this is sort of a minor nitpick again but because i did
0: love <laughs> this intro was pretty fun that's totally that's a great point. Actually, I didn't even think of that. But the, that would have been like the opportune right. moment to do that. It's <laughs> like it's also, I, I watched it. <laughs> I was like, oh, th- that's cool. Like, yeah, go go late and go.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little bit of like cheating where it's like the hint would have been in the like meta narrative <laughs> in the beginning of the movie. where it's like a trick question almost. But that that would have been fun, I think.
0: Yeah, I I think that, that that would have been very latent to, like, kind of do that puzzle-esque thing and, like, give you the answer and then take it away and then, like, you're not really looking where you're supposed to. That could have been really cool, actually.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I uh yeah, I, I like what you're saying, like, them putting themselves over. I was just sort of, like... <laughs> I was laughing a little bit. I was thinking, like, every movie we've covered should start with this. You know what I mean? Like, they should explain like, what Mortal Kombat is before the movie Mortal Kombat.
0: I'm like, can you imagine if Kingsglave did that, where it's like, this is based off <laughs> Final <laughs> Fantasy 15, which is a sick video game that doesn't make any sense, and but then it's really fun to play. And then it also starts talking about the lore
1: even more. <laughs> like, just that it's
0: like oh my God. the lore
1: dump before the lore dump, like the meta dump before the lore dump. <laughs> sure. I
0: still have PTSD thinking about fucking Kingsglaive and that just diarrhea that that ensued at the top of that movie. Good God. One thing that I noted here, which I thought was pretty cool, is um, Luke, for sure, and I'm like 90% sure that Professor Layton have the same voice actors in the movie as they do in the game, so it's kind of uh, oh, okay. kind of neat for continuity. Good for them. They're getting work, you know? Yeah. I liked yeah. um,
1: Layton's voice. I, I liked his voice a lot. It was very... Um, it had an ASMR vibe. It was very calming to listen to.
0: You know what? I, I usually bitch about um, high squeaky voices in anime, but I I was watching this last night, and <laughs> I didn't. There wasn't a single time where I was just like, "Oh, this voice is just like super annoying and, and grating." I'm telling you, I think I think
1: your issue is more that it's in Japanese, and you can't appreciate what's being said. <laughs>
0: Well, I I appreciate that the voice acting was, was fairly solid in this movie, I think, for the most part.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, shout out to, to them. I liked everyone. There was a lot of, like, like minor, almost, like, non-characters yeah. that, like, you know, would nor like, could be fleshed out or whatever, and, it, like, I feel like just, like, through their, like, they had all had, like, interesting character designs and, like good voices that kind of like brought them to life anyway you know like despite that there's not really much to some of the characters they're just there to have a group and so that made it work really well like the whole group dynamic was just some of these minor characters
0: you know one thing that i made note of at a later point in the movie was that how like all of the characters almost have that like really glorious like zelda cdi quality where they all have like these over the top like characteristics and they all like have kind of a unique but weird voice and like not not in a bad way but like in a a fantastic way where like they just they kind of reminded me of like wand of Gamelon when somebody (laughs) would pop up and like try and sell you something i mean
1: i'd go as far to say like zelda in general like you get some games where uh, and for better or for worse because sometimes it doesn't work as well but like characters who have like these over exaggerated features you know like uh like they're not proportional to human beings let's just say but it it's kind of the charm of the art style you know
0: everyone looks a little bit demented I kind of like it
1: yeah like some of them have like really big heads uh <laughs> you know just random really large, parts of their torso <laughs> you know just really weird stuff I, I love it they do have sort of a, yeah they
0: have like a very
1: video game character
0: <laughs> design obviously so one other thing that this movie does that i noticed particularly in the opening scenes with big ben is it, it does the pokemon thing where like some shots are 3d and then like the oh, rest yeah. of it's like animation yeah i, and I like that, it it Did you like it? I I don't know that I love that. It always just, like, really sticks out to me when it's not done, like, well. Or or when it, like, even, it's not that it wasn't done well, it's just, like, it's really glaring. Yeah, I think, I think it's really
1: beautifully done. Like, they have these really gorgeously drawn landscapes and then, like, kind of these engaging three-dimensional uh assets in there um yeah i thought it looks th- this is a great i think a great use of that technique where i felt like in pokemon it was very much just like you know the rest of it looks really cheap <laughs> cheaply animated not really great animation and then there's just like clearly one thing that they spent money to get like 3d animation on and so right. i don't think it's blended very well and i yeah i think in this it's very it's very aesthetically pleasing for me. It I mean it stands out, it's noticeable, but I I think it's a, in a good way. I noticed to me I like noticed it a lot because I was like that looks really cool.
0: Yeah, I I'm not knocking it. It just uh it's it's very it does stick out just cuz it's so different from, you know, the other scenes. Um all right, so we meet our cast of characters here. We've got of course Professor Layton, the modern-day Sherlock Holmes, and we also have Luke who is the professor's apprentice and can also talk to animals. Kind of a cool little uh, <laughs> oh. trick. <laughs>
1: when he was describing that, that was like, they they did this lore dump, and the, and I was laughing because you know, they kept throwing out how popular the series is, and I'm like, okay, guys. And then the kids talking and explaining stuff, and I'm like, all right, man. And then he goes, and I can talk to animals. <laughs> and I was like,
0: okay, dude, I, whatever you say, you man. You said that? He said that literally out loud. I was like, roll tide, buddy. <laughs> like, he didn't ever I, prove it. And I don't it. think they pay that off. <laughs> <No>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he tries at one point, but he does not do it. He should have talked to those fucking
0: sharks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you give us a ride back? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they solve a little intro puzzle here. And then we go into flashback mode about one of the uh, the earlier cases in the professor's career. And we meet Janice, a yeah. former student, aka the Eternal Diva.
1: They have such So there you go. They have such chill vibes here. They're like hanging out in this office. I like the animation is beautiful. It looks like when it looks like when you go to one of those YouTube videos that's like lo fi beats to study and relax to. <laughs> and they put on a record. Like they just like put a record on and they're vibing. And I'm like, wow, this is this is chill, like, and I like their voices, uh, especially Leighton. He's very calming,
0: so I was like super relaxed. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was digging it so far, and you know what? They they dump a lot of like exposition on you, but I was like, okay, like I'm I'm following this so far. Like I think I've got it, like kind of all. Figured out and like up to speed, and I know what's happening. Here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Layton Le- so, is um, a
1: popular video game. I got it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, tell me too if you think that Layton kind of looks like a serial killer. <laughs> he does. He does a little bit, doesn't he? He has no. I don't
1: know. I don't know if I would say that. He has. Uh, um, He's got no eyes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh Maybe. <laughs> I like, um, he has sort of like his head, he has no neck, (laughs) um, so he has just kind of like a pencil eraser head, and then he has like the top hat on that accentuates it, and so I kind of like, I feel like the hat is just an extension of his own body, you know,
0: like. Leighton is a good guy, but Leighton is also definitely kind of like Hannibal Lecter during the daytime when he's a psychiatrist, and everybody's just like, yeah, this guy rocks, he's a great psychiatrist. And at night, he's, like, cutting people's wow. faces off, for sure. So
1: when he's, for sure. when he's like, I need to separate from the group at the castle, like, he was actually doing some uh, nefarious things.
0: Yeah, that's in the R-rated cut, yeah, of this movie.
1: Yeah, he did kind of sabotage some people to, like, fall in a pit, so... Yeah, he, he tried to half-ass save him, but he was, he, he really, he was just he like, was no, not. keep walking. As soon as the camera yeah. cut, he was like, yeah, fuck those guys.
0: Yeah, so, shout out to Leighton. He's, uh, he's the coolest serial killer since Hannibal. But, um, <laughs> alright, here we go. I'm gonna set the stage here, Goo, and interrupt me if I get anything wrong. Okay. Alright, so, we meet Janice, a.k.a. the Eternal Diva. Janice... Was a former student of Leighton's who is now a famous opera singer. And she sends Leighton and Luke some comp tickets to come and watch her perform. Janice says that her friend Melina, who died last year, visited her in the form of a little girl. And Janice thinks that it's legit. Uh, This little girl says that she lives forever. So we have a mystery on our hands. Now, we have this guy named Oswald Whistler, who is... Janice's dead friend, Molina's father, who wrote the opera. So, Oswald wrote the opera that Janice is performing. And it is based on the kingdom of Ambrosia, a mythical land that gives you the gift of eternal life. Legend has it, Ambrosia had a beautiful queen who everyone loved. But she died just, just as the Ambrosians created the elixir of eternal life which would have saved her. So legend has it that all the ambrosians drank it themselves in order to wait until their queen one day returned. Uh Oof. sounds yeah,
1: sounds right to me. Checks out, I guess. There
0: we go. So, you know what? A lore dump, but I I don't well, know. I I feel like I was able to follow it decently. I, th- I think
1: that's different. I think this is it's giving you all this kind of information that it's it's like a mystery where it's like you're supposed to kind of ponder this stuff for a lot of the movie, you know, like what are what are their connections and things like that? And it, it kind of turns out that the ambro the Ambrosia thing, I feel like, doesn't connect as much as you would think <laughs> by the end of it, but it connects. But yeah, no. I, I, I think some of it's supposed to kind of like mislead you and misdirect you and kind of, you know or at least I'll give you different like threads to go on when you're thinking, like, what's going on here, you know? You're told there's a little girl who's your dead friend who can live forever, and, you know, is it connected to this to this ancient tale? Uh, possibly, you know? So I, I, I don't think it was, like... It's not something that's, like, meant to, like, 100% click with you right away anyway.
0: Um, maybe it's because I watched the john moxley promo on kenny omega on youtube right before i watched <laughs> this but every time that they said it i was like dean ambrosia perfect kingdom i kept thinking subrosia uh, and yeah like that too rising that too. up
1: from under the ground and all this stuff i was like whoa after the opera nobody claps which was
0: hilarious yeah and i was uh, like oh, i thought it was pretty good
1: yeah i would have clapped
0: she did a great job wait
1: i just realized uh, i was i was totally like thrown off at first i i should have mentioned this earlier that like this took place in england <laughs> i was like i don't know what i thought about professor layton but i thought it was like in a fictional like fantasy world you know <laughs> and they're just right. like there's the, to- the london bridge and big ben um
0: I don't know. It just, <laughs> I, I, was, I was prepared for it, because I've, I've played a little bit of the games, and, like, everybody mostly talks in a British I, accent.
1: I liked it, though. The reason you made me think of it was because they, they took this little trip out to the opera, and there was, like, some beautiful English countryside and, like, the sheep herding and stuff, and I was like, this is nice, and they've got their little 3D car that they're chugging along in, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, a, I mean, it makes sense. It's a He's like a Sherlock Holmes figure, so...
0: It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I guess I sh- I also skipped over the fact, too, that in that car that you mentioned, uh, we meet Emmy, who is, like, kind of another assistant of Leighton's. Yeah, she was cool. She She's kind of like the Nightwing to Leighton's Batman, okay. and, like, Luke is, like, the Robin. You know what I'm okay, saying?
1: Yeah, I like this analogy. That works. She's going to kick some ass later in this <laughs> yeah, movie. but definitely.
0: After this opera it's is over... Uh, nobody is clapping except for Luke, which uh, you feel bad for Janice. Yeah, and then this this dude, this thing, comes out and says, I know what everybody's really here for. you are here for the chance to win <laughs> the gift of eternal life. But there's a catch. One person is going to win immortality, and everyone else is going to die.
1: Yeah, that's when that's when I posted it in our Discord. I was like, "This movie's fucked up," because <laughs> they immediately start like offing people too. And I was like, "Holy shit!" This
0: movie goes hard, like, it, it, and it's kind of like the games too, where it's like it looks like it's for kids, but they're killing motherfuckers <laughs> and they're dropping them in shark-infested water, and like, there's some hard puzzles <laughs> and stuff.
1: Yeah, like, granted, you never see like no, you never see anyone like murdered. You know, they just kind of like fall into a pit. Somewhere, but like the
0: implication was messed up to me. So we meet maybe the best character in this movie at this at this moment right now, Inspector Uh, Grosky. Yeah, this guy jumps up. (laughs) When I first saw him, I was like, "Who is this goober? Get this guy out of here!" Like this guy's a loser. Yeah, and well, because he jumped up and he arrested this thing, and like Mister Magoo could have seen that this was a puppet, right? Uh Like it was so obvious. And then uh, Inspector Jabroni, like, arrests him, and then he, and then he like, disappears or whatever. And then with every scene that Grosky came back in, I was like, no, this guy actually fucking owns. Well, and, like, yeah. the, the thing I love about him, he has chest hair longer than the hair on his head. I thought that was so his funny. His chest is, like,
1: disproportionately large, too. He's very manly, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, because they, they set him up, he gets... He gets owned so hard right away, like Team Rocket style. He blasts off. And I was at first I thought like, oh, is he just like a random character in the games that like they included as an Easter egg? And then he gets like owned and he's out of the movie. But then every time you see him, like, granted, he's he's always like kind of getting taken (laughs) down by some (laughs) obstacle. But he's always whipping ass like every every scene you see him in from here on out. So I was like, oh, no, he like. Totally kicks ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he rocks. So we got some Castlevania shit going on here. The, mm. the opera was apparently on a boat. I don't know if you saw that before or not, but I was pretty taken aback that they were on a boat.
1: Yeah, I know that was a cool, a cool, like surprising moment when they like come off the the kind of cliff side they're on. That was cool.
0: Now they're sailing into sea. And nobody can jump overboard and swim back to shore because there is (laughs) sharks in the water. And these sharks are awesome. They literally look like Sharpedoes from Pokemon. And then (laughs) our boy Grosky, uh, he meets this little girl who says that she is Melina. And Melina just dead ass pushes him after he (laughs) has Spider-Man climbed his way back on the ship into the shark-infested waters. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so he's, he's always kind of, like, sucker punched in this movie, but then, like, he just immediately comes back.
0: Every single time that he was on screen, I was just like, okay, I like this guy a little they, bit more. They almost
1: had to take him out of every scene because he would just be too powerful if he was in
0: the whole movie. <laughs> Tell me if you had this similar vibe when you saw Janice. When we, when we meet Janice, I was looking at her, and I was like, holy shit, her eyes are massive. They reminded me <laughs> yeah, of... Yeah. Um,
1: what the hell is that movie called? Alita Battle Angel? Battle Angel, yeah. yeah. It literally looked sure. like that. I was like, yep, that's an anime
0: right there. <laughs> yeah, was it It was like very, very stark contrast to Leighton, who literally has two black dots <laughs> yeah, for eyes. He looks like a ditto. Whoa, maybe that's the twist. Fuck. <laughs> that was a pretty sick twist in Detective Pikachu. Yeah, n- now all movies want to steal it? Okay. So I like that this movie gives you like puzzles to do alongside um yeah. like the actual movie yeah. itself it feels very feels very latent ish so we got this mystery figure who's who's calling the shots here and he says to all of the passengers puzzle zero zero one gather by the oldest thing that you can see and I was so so pumped because I was like the oldest thing you could see that would be the stars in the sky because there's like the shot The way that they said it, like, the shot was framed on the stars in the sky. So I was like, maybe it's that. And then it was. I was so... I was so hyped. Made you feel smart. Yeah. (laughs) Usually I feel, like, just incompetent playing Professor Layton games. Some of them are, like, those stupid puzzles that have, like, ridiculous answers that no one would ever get. But most of them are just, like, head slappers. And you're like, oh, my God.
1: I wasn't, like... um, I don't know why. I wasn't, like ever too fixated on this one until like later on like what's I, what's the solution but I, I totally get it like and I think it does it well of like I think most of the puzzles they throw at you in this are like fun to solve along you know I was just kind of like yeah. taken up in the I was just like watching it and like I think I was still also recovering from like the the Grosky or whatever <laughs> you know
0: yeah, so then we immediately get puzzle 002, which was go to the largest crown on the ship, and um, I, ki- I kind of got it. I think I got it. I, I said that I was two for two, because I was playing along, and I was like, okay, well, when the ship sailed away, there's these, like, things that are on the actual ship itself, and it looks kind of crown-esque. hmm I was like, I think it's the ship that's the crown. And it was.
1: The kid blurted out, like, oh, the name of the ship is the something crown. People all went to that entrance. Or, like, some of the people went to the wrong spot. And so, like, he didn't actually give out the full answer. He just
0: kind of gave, like, a big hint. Leighton and Luke are horrible, too, at, like, not just giving the answers away. Well, yeah. Like, multiple, (laughs) multiple times, they're just like, oh, this is the answer. And, like, everybody's listening. Well you
1: know though like I, i'm trying to th- imagine it from their perspective of like they they didn't know about this and they kind of got dragged into this and like they they i i assume they don't want people to die so like I, <laughs> I was surprised they weren't like trying to just get everyone like to wrangle everyone you know but i that would have made it a different movie like at some point you have to accept like okay they're kind of like playing along with this to, like, figure out right. the mystery, you know, like, I guess they, they just, the movie doesn't go out of its way to, like, establish that, like, the, they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I they didn't want to, like, have the characters being ov- overly worried constantly about everyone dying.
0: <laughs> so after this fiasco with the crown name, we've got 12 people left and they're all in a rowboat. Uh, Included in the 12, we've got Professor Layton, we've got Janice... We've got Luke, we've got Melina, we've got Oswald, who, um, who wrote the symphony, of course, yeah. and there's some little girl named Amelia, who's like a chess champion, and there's a bunch of other characters, but I don't think that any of them are that important, but these are the main ones. They kind of, they all, they're all like
1: interesting people, because they're, they're all like, they're all like wealthy or famous people, because they were like invited to this famous opera But they all kind of have, like, a a unique take on why they would want eternal life, because they actually actively came for it. Like, one guy is going to die soon. Uh, One guy's, like, a a former soccer player, and his, like, leg is injured or whatever. Um, And so, yeah, that's that's what I was kind of getting at earlier, where, like, they really just kind of give this small characterization in this scene... And then, like, some of the characters you don't even see again. But I, I liked it. You know, I thought it was it was enough
0: for this movie. I liked it, too. And actually, I, I might have even just, like, concocted a scenario where you just started with this base group of characters.
1: I think, honestly, it might have worked a little bit better if you didn't have this, like, the overarching villain narrative, you know, who you kind of had to include. And you did just, like, flesh out some of those characters better and, like give them, like, mini arcs, you know, that, like, tie into their motivations. Like, not that I'm really complaining, but, like, because this was just an enjoyable... It was a fun movie to watch all around, you know? But I could totally... Like, it's... I guess it says something that I I just sort of, like, I liked the characters enough that I wanted to hear, like, see more about them, you know?
0: I'm thinking almost that a formula that would have worked well for this movie is, like, kind of go, like, the Knives Out kind of direction, where like you have Leighton instead of uh, Daniel Craig, and like you kind of have your other characters or whatever. I think that could have like, you know, yeah. done done well.
1: Yeah, and like, yeah, the movie it's it's already like long enough. The movie, you know, so like I get why they didn't want to have too much more, but I think that's why I would say like substitute this whole like main villain thing because I I feel like yeah the actual like end of the. This the heart of the movie's story ends
0: with Oh, we'll we'll get okay, there. Okay. We'll get there. Each of these guys have their own gimmick and they want eternal life for some reason. Uh, we're going back to our boy Grosky though. Mm-hmm. I was mistaken. This this is where he Spider-Man climbs up back onto the ship. And uh as soon as he gets on the ship, it starts to fucking explode, which is so yeah. hilarious. This guy is just <laughs> like getting shit on and shit on and shit on. You know, you
1: gotta also like you see him his just amazing athleticism and like the way he's dealing with like sharks and stuff like that. Like it's no problem.
0: All the 12 people get to an island, which they think is ancient Ambrosia. It looks like a pretty sick island, actually. Yeah. And uh, they're all eating. They're they're doing their thing on the beach. I was I was wondering here. There is kind of a weird scene between Janice and Leighton, and I was just like, they're not supposed to be like into each other romantically or anything, are they? Cuz like I, the scene oh. was kind of like Was it just me? That I was just like this is weird, is that like what they're going for?
1: No, I I didn't ever I didn't get that vibe, no. One thing that weirded me out was and it it made a lot of sense for the story, but uh on the boat uh when they were explaining the girl who's like the chess uh champion or whatever and they're explaining her like reason she's there that creeped me out a lot actually. It, it, I can't. It was great. No, I can't
0: even remember. It was because so, her grandpa was dying or something, wasn't it? Well, yeah, yes, right. But so the composer,
1: right, whose daughter was dead, but then we like suspect that like maybe she's not. She's this little girl, right? He invite. He was like, I my daughter would have loved this. I I wanted. Someone to see it. So I searched far and wide to find the perfect young woman to come see this opera. Which I like to me, oh, jeez, it, it was like even sketchier in the fact that it was like we have kind of this mysterious adopted daughter. I was like, you already have this adopted <laughs> daughter that we suspect is your daughter. Like, why are you inviting this other young woman? You know what I mean? It was like very like sketchy he kind of had
0: those creep vibes from the very beginning though i think
1: yeah um but yeah i guess it ended up like paying off in a way but i was like yeah there's something not right about this
0: guy yeah um all right so whoever is running this whole shindig decides to release wolves on the island which is hilarious for two reasons (laughs) first because like Luke starts growling at them and Layton just fucking punches one in the face, <laughs> yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. But then also, these are the slowest wolves in the history of wolves. Good god. Well,
1: okay, yeah, that's fair. I you know, it's they they wanted to have an exciting scene where they run away from wolves. So Oh god. <laughs> yeah, he tries to talk to the wolves, which is the only time we see the the talking to animals thing be a
0: factor I think and it doesn't work you know what I didn't even put that together I just thought he was growling at wolves because it seemed like a good idea (laughs) no he
1: was trying he was trying to communicate with them and they were not they were not responsive so I was like well he can't talk to animals
0: (laughs) I guess I, I think I think that later in the movie um at the final scene when um when they're fighting the wolves Somebody kicks one of the wolves, and it looks like it, like the ear, looks like it's shattering. So I was like, "Are these supposed to be machines, like mechanical wolves?" Did you notice that? Yeah.
1: Well, some of them, like their ears, like I think a bunch, all of them, their ears were like that, but just their ear. So I was like very confused, like uh, by that choice. So I like didn't know if that was something I should have known about from like the games or something. Because I guess yeah, I-, I don't know. We get to the maybe that's supposed to tie into like. Later, Leighton says, like, I knew it was you, bad guy, because of your, I saw your crazy mechanical castle. You know, maybe the wolves have to do with that, too? Because they are on, like, bad guy island or whatever.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, let's get to puzzle 003. They tell them to cross the river and get to the castle. And um, there are these, like, bamboo cages that they are using to... I think that the all the people on the island initially think they're going to use them to trap the wolves. But instead... Leighton drops the cage on himself and Janice and Luke. And then they kind of <laughs> move and, and use it to traverse the beach, which is a, a clever move. That was like the first puzzle that I was truly keyed in on where I was like, okay, I, I see what they're going to do. I was pretty excited here because eventually um, they, they get out of the, they get out of the cage and they start running from the slow wolves. These are the slowest wolves ever, but the wolves chase them into a cabin and, on the lake, and I'm like, yes, another cabin on the lake. We've had some good cabin moments in virtual theater before.
1: <laughs> Shout out to um, the cabin. I'm thinking man. of like
0: Far Cry, Double Dragon. That- like I'm looking oh, at no, you. I can remember. We got Far Cry. We got Double Dragon. We got. Well, I guess Resident Evil Four isn't a virtual theater movie, but it made me think of Resident <laughs> Evil Four. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, I want some sick action to go on here in this cabin. I w- and I was not disappointed.
1: I was very confused, like. It's, I was like, this doesn't feel like uh, what they intended with this puzzle, you know, like of the, the cage puzzle where, like, the characters wander off and find a cabin to make
0: a flying machine. I wonder if, like, you were just supposed to... Maybe that bamboo floated? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the <laughs> other characters get there, you know. So And they get there before Layton.
1: Yeah, and they straight up flew there. I guess they didn't. They'd have to deal with the wolves as much because they stayed in the cage.
0: Wow. Layton and his crew build a barrel helicopter that's right out of Donkey Kong Country. This thing rocks. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't know what it was, but like the music here was really firing for me too because it was like just straight up like video game music that loops <laughs> after like thirty seconds. I thought it was great.
1: There are a couple. Uh... Uh, particularly later there's some inspired music moments let's just say but this was like kind of the first one I picked up on too where I was like oh okay okay I mean I had a beautiful kind of score throughout like I liked the music but this this is like like the movie from here out like kind of in, in, in has like inserted moments of like ridiculousness that kind of grow and grow mm-hmm. and so yeah this was like the start of that
0: we get puzzle zero zero four here, and I think that this is the last puzzle of the movie. They they tell him to go through a door that leads to the king's chamber. There's four doors in a circle, and there's it's kind of almost like a crosshair. Is one door is like K, one's N, one's J, one's Z, or something like that. And Luke puts it together that uh, that you go through the door that's in between K and G because it then you have the the I-N, which spells king, but also spells in. I thought that was clever.
1: <laughs> yeah, though, it did feel kind of like, uh, for me, that it, like, I guess there were there are puzzles later, but it's not part of this whole, like, you know, right. scheme. But for me, this one felt a little bit throwaway, because he, he, like, solves it or whatever, and Leighton's like, all right, cool, like, go ahead. <laughs> like, I, I'm going to do something else. So I was like, all right, this puzzle, it just doesn't matter. you know you know exactly what he's doing he's murdering somebody Uh, well okay so that ties into what i was saying about how like like if they you know if there are heroes and they they uh, presumably don't want people to get murdered murdered like even though they had some character be like stop stop telling the solutions uh who's gone at this point i think like why wouldn't Leighton be like, okay, everyone go that way? Instead, he lets some people go the wrong way with him. You know, he kind of like led them to their own demise. You know what I mean? And so maybe you're right there. Right. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's a he's got a little serial killer action going on. He's
0: up to no good. I I guarantee it. They should
1: have had. Um, there was a character who th- I think told him like stop giving away the hints. Um, who was like he was like the guy who was gonna die in right. soon anyway so that's why he wanted eternal life which that he didn't make it past a certain puzzle earlier they should
0: have. I, I think he got caught by the wolves yeah they
1: they should have had him in the group for the rest of the movie and kind of like like threatening luke be like don't don't tell and like maybe even try to get the answers from him you know so then you kind of have more right. of a a reason of why they're like Everyone for themselves or something, you know. Yeah, because totally. you do you do have this element of uh, the the two people he leads to their demise. Like one's this woman who's just starts like watching him because she she kind of clearly she they don't say it overtly, but she's like, "This is the smartest dude here." He's like a Sherlock Holmes type dude. I'm gonna just follow wherever he goes, which is like kind of the obvious thing to do, you know.
0: I mean, he just literally. Leads her to, a pit. to that giant pit.
1: Yeah, he is like, oh, uh, no, wait. But, you know, you know, he wanted to see him fall in there. Yeah, he,
0: that, was, that was a half-ass. <laughs> like, oh, please stop.
1: Please stop. He says with his little um. beady
0: dead eyes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you've turned me. I'm, I'm on your side.
0: We got a bunch of things going on here. So Leighton uh, goes to this death pit, but he, uh, he narrowly manages to escape it. And then he meets with Melina... And Melina has, like, a fucking breakdown. And I was like, what is going on? She sounds like she's possessed. Yeah, it's creepy. uh, it just cuts away. It was creepy, yeah. Her voice is real messed up. Very creepy stuff. Um, And at the same time, we have Emmy, the other assistant of Professor Layton, look and see that there has been an abducted girl. She's watching the news. And that girl is named Nina. However who we see or who she sees as Nina. We, the audience know as Molina mm. and she rushes off to, to the Island. And she also picks up shirtless Grosky along <laughs> the way. Roll tide. Yeah. And, um, we have the dude running the entire operation, revealing himself as Jean Descolet, who is, is from the game. And this reveal, like you kind of alluded to earlier, Meant absolutely nothing because nobody knows who that is. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the games,
1: yeah, and and so Leighton's like, I knew it was you. I was like, um, cool, man.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, I, yeah. I I I get it yeah. though,
1: and I I I could see the appeal of of Descoulay. Like he seemed like a an interesting kind of fun villain. So like, I get why you'd have to have him in there if you're a fan. But I'm, I was just thinking, why not? establish him then you know especially if you were they were planning to make more but you know i guess it's for the fans i guess a little bit too like you're it's an extension of the games so you're kind of you know it's it sort of makes sense that it's it's there like it is
0: um yeah i agree i i think that for me i would have rather this stood alone and not have to rely on people's knowledge of playing the games and to an extent this movie still does yeah um, it's but, totally
1: watchable still but it, it, it oh, oh it yeah. just doesn't oh, have yeah. that same sting yeah
0: it's yeah like you even if they would have even if they would have played up at the beginning like he suggested like oh yeah leighton has defeated this desk guy and like thwarted him and, and blah 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 um i think that that would have went a long way because like you know, I I I was just like, oh, uh, like, who's this guy? I, I'm obviously supposed to know who he is, but, like, I have no idea. So this is kind of just like... Yeah. Kind of like a fart in church.
1: Yeah, because layton so. it, it's supposed to be like, when Layton's like... He, there, are, There's clues, right? Where he's like, he notices the castle from the outside, and he's like, huh. And then they're at the castle, and he's right. like, I gotta go, like, check this castle out. And it felt a little bit like like yeah I, obviously you don't want to just like right away be like descole you know but like you you really don't have any uh hope of you know following along or like guessing that if you have no idea
0: it certainly doesn't ruin the movie by any means it's just kind of like a kind of a limp reveal if you don't know who it is yeah which i mean i probably Probably a lot of people did, so it was, like, a cool reveal, but then, you know, you know, a lot of people probably didn't.
1: I totally agree with you, where it's like, I, w- I would much rather it be its own kind of contained thing, but uh, I can sort of see the yeah. appeal, uh, especially as something, this this isn't, like, totally meant to be marketed to a wide audience, so I'm I'm trying to meet the movie on its own level, because I, I see the appeal of, like, hey, we made this movie for you fans and it's kind of bridging the gap or like takes place between these two games so i see the like i get the appeal of that too
0: luke and the rest of the contestants even though they got the right answer have all been captured by uh Descolet yeah what a ripoff and <laughs> what a ripoff wouldn't you know it though grosky yeah and emmy show up dude these guys are just rocking uh emmy Kicks somebody right in the nuts so hard. Uh, Grosky smashing walls in faces. These guys whip this, ass.
1: This was what I was saying about, like, the movie keeps escalating, you know? I mean, it's not as big of an escalation as, like, the flying machine, though that was kind of whimsical. And this was a straight-up, like, fight scene, like an action scene. It was really animated really well. I, w- I found it very... Uh, inspirational <laughs> uh, it's fucking just, ass it was awesome. i would watch a i would watch uh an anime that's like those two characters like doing like you know uh action based stuff you know like fights and in car chases and stuff like that, you know.
0: I think so. So grosky is kind of like the Gordon in this scenario, then, except he kind of kicks a little bit more ass. Yeah, Emmy's like the Nightwing. Okay, Batman. I like this, yeah. Batman's like the or Layton's like the Batman, and and uh, Luke is like the Robin. Um. Descalay feels more like Batman. (laughs) He's like the Descalay feels like uh, he feels like the Riddler, maybe. Like he thinks he's really smart, but he's not that smart. I mean, yeah, in a puzzle-based
1: thing, you got to have a Riddler.
0: All right, so are are you ready for some uh, for some more exposition dump here? Oh, because we finally get the big reveal. uh, the, The big reveal. Yeah. All right, so this this is the big reveal. So Emmy, aka Nightwing saw on TV in England before she came to the island that there was a little girl named Nina who had been kidnapped from her family. Mm, Nina is actually Melina. Um, We find out that Oswald is in on some of this action with Descalate as well. He reveals to Amelia, who is the little girl chess champion who he did this big Willy Wonka thing to find. Um, He reveals... That she is the winner, but there is no elixir of life. And this is when Layton comes in and he starts laying down the law. And he says that he knows the scheme. He says that because Oswald's daughter, Melina, was dying, Oswald and Descalade created a machine that could copy people's <laughs> memories yeah. into their own mind. <laughs> and the the machine... The machine, GUI. it only worked for a little bit on this Nina girl. And you can see when she was freaking out earlier, you can see Nina's memory starting to come out from Melina's memories. So we got... it's. This is kind of fucked up actually here. But yeah, basically yeah. there is a big machine that can implant Oswald's dead daughter's memories into living girls. What the fuck?
1: Yes. And so he and so he's been kidnapping young women to make his daughter um because it only works temporarily. This is horrifying. And that's that's what was the payoff of like the creepiness of like, why'd you invite this random teen girl? It's like, oh, because you wanted to put your daughter's memories in her. Very
0: weird. We're not done yet either here goo because Leighton says that somebody holds the key to all of this. Who is that somebody? Janice, by God. Janice, the eternal diva, holds the key to all of this because Janice is actually Melina. You heard that right. Melina, uh, his memories have been living inside of Janice's body. Janice willingly let her friend Melina take control of her body. And, uh, Oswald originally experimented on Janice and Melina was actually the one who invited Layton to come to the show because she wanted to put a stop to her father.
1: Yes. There I like go. that twist too. I, and I liked, you know, her kind of like ref like she was like refusing kind of to be, you know, reborn <laughs> or whatever. She was telling her father, like, no. You, you need to stop this, you know? Um, and he was kind of pitiable in a way too. like, it was a very kind of tragic story. Um, and I, yeah, I thought this was pretty, I thought it was pretty well done. I was like, kind of invested into this. I was like, felt bad for the guy and, uh, and yeah, I thought that ending with his daughter was (laughs) a, would have been a very fine ending actually, (laughs)
0: Um, you know what? I I completely agree because the the way that I just laid that out may sound like I'm kind of mocking it, but it was actually like pretty well done, and like it wasn't as it like it was kind of hard to follow, but it was still like straightforward enough. This to mm. me, and also we well, should we should mention too that there's some fight scenes going on with the wolves and Emmy fucking kicks they, ass. They
1: do. There's a lot of like wolf ass kicking, which I was like cool. Yeah. that was again an, another escalation. I thought, but um, I will say like part of it was, like, obviously they're throwing a lot at you, but it's kind of, like, the big reveal. But there's the other element of, like, the the younger girl, like, being possessed or whatever, was, like, that was, like, very obvious from the start. And, like, you know, the scene where they go to, like, the her parents' house, and they don't actually show, like, the picture of her, but she's, like, figuring out who it is. It's very obviously they're talking about right. the daughter. So I feel like that aspect uh you you're kind of aware of the whole time so it makes the rest of it a little bit easier to swallow it's almost like a red herring because then it's like oh this other girl has
0: her memories too i i agree yeah i agree yeah there's the- um and to me go ahead this is where i think the movie should have ended yeah i like, agree because this yeah. was the the climax of the movie of your characters of your like everything and and like once this happened i like, I kind of checked out, and I was like, I'm satisfied with that ending, I like this, but the movie goes on for, like, a really long time after
1: There's this. another 20 minutes, I, I would say. Um, and, like, five five of it is, like, appropriate, like, your ending stuff, you know, and then it's, like, 15 minutes of, like, big action. Um, mm-hmm. And I-, I agree. I think it. you could have even had Descole, like, kind of the guy funding this all, and it would still, like, have that tie-in. And even though that one puzzle wouldn't have been easy to solve as a non-fan it still would have been you know it still would have made sense that being said though this next part we're going to talk about escalates to pure insanity in a way that was very fun (laughs) So I found it still very watchable. I but I was like, oh, this is just a different movie now.
0: <laughs> I like I really really checked out <laughs> okay. in the next part. Like I was having a hard time watching because I was just like, I was like, I don't care about this. I don't care about this guy. I don't like. I just, I didn't really care about any of it. But I'll try my best to get it going here. <laughs> Descalay reveals that he has been playing Oswald the whole time, and his real goal is to use Molina slash Janice and use her voice to resurrect the lost world of ambrosia and get eternal life for himself i guess he, yeah, you need to sing a song in order to make it appear um and then he ju- he summons this giant mofo robot yeah that, isn't it that is ca- actually the machine the oh, memory the machine
1: yeah. yeah yeah which was kind of it was kind of like when the ship broke off from the thing but this was like the machine turned into a giant like a uh, walking mechanical monster, like mech thing.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't into this. I thought it was so,
1: it was so ridiculous, like, uh, and and very fun, like, because like it becomes like pure, like action, like the music gets crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Like Layton, who I, I didn't, I guess I didn't know enough about Layton, but he like sword fights Escalay on top of this thing. I think he's using a crowbar, though not a sword. He's, he like pulled a piece off of the machine, and Descalade just straight up, like he like pulls out a sword, and I was like, "Holy shit! <laughs> like what?" <laughs> um, so I, I, I was very much having a good time with this, though I was like, "I don't, I don't know what his plan. Like I don't get this plan, or like how this really." connects to like the main story they're telling in a in a satisfying way but i was sort of able to enjoy it for like the fun kind of action scene that it was and it was like in that context it was well done like you had the oh yeah the kid like uh trying to save what's her name who's hanging down and that was kind of a fun scene um so I don't know. There was like enough going on here that was like fun, but it was definitely like like I said, this is like a different movie now.
0: Like it was all very well done. I I just feel like like the the emotional climax of the movie kind of already yeah. happened when you had the the big reveal that that Janice is actually Melina, especially because they and, they try uh, to
1: go back to that afterwards, and it's like uh, yeah,
0: okay, yeah, and they even and it, and it doesn't
1: land. Yeah, They, they drop some line about like could Janice be a reincarnation of the uh, Ambrosian queen or whatever? And he says some like kind of epic line about it, but it doesn't really land or connect. And there, there is like a final puzzle with like that song. That's like, okay, <laughs> I don't care. You know, it's, it wasn't a very satisfying puzzle, I guess a very satisfying reveal no. uh, compared to the, the, the last reveal about his daughter, which, like you said, was a lot, but at least kind of had, it packed, like, kind of emotional weight to it, you know? I would have,
0: I would have cut all of this, actually. Yeah, me too, me too, for sure. When, so basically what happens is, like, the robot crashes, Descalate falls off the ship, and, um, the, the robot basically, uh, crashes into, uh, Ambrosia, which they do actually manage mm-hmm. to resurrect. Yes. But, and then you, you, after that, you go back to the scene where Melina is saying now she's going to let go of Janice's body and give her back control. And like, you kind of feel bad for Oswald, but like, yeah, I, I feel like the, the action sequence before this just kind of interrupted the momentum that they had. So, and also like, this was a, this was a one hour and 40 minute movie too. And like, it's, for a movie that's basically like a Pokemon movie, I was just <laughs> like, okay, I want to keep this at like a brisk, like... <laughs> yeah hundred like i want i want an hour and 20 minutes an hour and a half maybe at the at the yeah. longest possible point right it
1: was still overall very satisfying and yeah. fun i i could totally see like like i said i think you could still have Descalay in there like i think you could have had that reveal and then him even say like well none of this matters because i actually just need you to whatever do some this evil plot that i have and the then the like immediate response, I think, from the father would, you know, to kind of complete his arc would be to like refuse to help him or maybe even like destroy the machine or something. And then it's yeah, that, that I think that would have kind been of hilarious. like a redemption thing, even though it's clearly like, OK, buddy, you're going to jail now. <laughs> um,
0: Grosky literally arrests his ass at the end of the which, movie.
1: Uh, again, he was a pitiable guy. Right. But. He was he was kind of fucked yeah. up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Grosky was the real hero Grosky, of this movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it was kinda like having a really great wrestling match and then it ends on like a DQ or something like that, or just like something kind of shitty where you're just like, oh, okay.
1: I, I viewed it sort of like um you had <laughs> if we okay, wrestling analogy. It's like you have like this really solid uh whatever Almost like a, how the NXT TakeOver cards are, where they're not like these bloated kind of wrestling shows. They're kind of short and sweet to the punch. But then you add like just this like wacky match that's like cr- crazy and like over the top afterwards as like a bonus main event. To where I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, we didn't need this, but I still enjoyed it for what it is. But I am I, a total agreement with you, where it's like, this could be better but it's kind of a nitpick of a a fun little animated movie, I'll say.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's certainly not, like, a, doesn't ruin the movie, but uh, I think it did overstay its welcome a little yeah. bit. But um, that being said, we roll credits on that note. Yeah, and the credits uh,
1: have these cute little illustrations of, like, yeah. post things that would be happening post the movie. Like, you have them, like, fixing the wolf's ears was one of them and you had the guy playing the organ in jail kind of like these touching little like oh damn moments uh, yeah
0: i thought that this was nice actually it was uh i i i think that the movie like it kind of ended on a whimper rather than a bang but on the whole when the credits rolled i was i was like pretty impressed i was thinking that you know what this could have been a lot worse um it could have been really dumbed down, but I I think it did a lot of things right, to both for, like, fans of the series and, like, for for new people. I think it maybe relied on, like, um you knowing who some certain characters were a little bit too much, particularly Descalade, but it didn't, like, it didn't ruin the movie. I
1: want to know if that kid can talk to animals in the game. He can't talk to wolves. Apparently not. Maybe because they're
0: mechanical. (laughs) So this movie... Made uh 610 million yen, which is about uh, 7.6 million U.S. dollars at the box office. So not too shabby, considering this probably didn't cost a whole lot to me.
1: Probably didn't have a wide release
0: either. Yeah, I don't know if it ever, I don't know if it got released in like, I'm pretty sure it never got released in North America. And like, there was the English dub, so I mean, it must have got released somewhere. Maybe Europe?
1: Mm, yeah, I don't. I don't know how that works.
0: So, this movie was generally well-received, too. IGN gave it a good review, and it has a, a 76% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't have anything else on Rotten Tomatoes, but, uh, you know, doing mm. doing pretty good for itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, there we go. We're at the end of Professor Layton. Uh, there's no real there's no real post-movie notes here to talk about, so I guess, too, <laughs> let's just go straight to it. I feel like I know your answer. You probably know mine, but... Are you giving this a big old thumbs up or a thumbs down? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a thumbs up. This was a really yeah, this is like a fun
1: little yeah, like a fun little animated movie. It reminded me of um, I I know we differ on it, but it kind of reminded me of like the Animal Crossing movie where it's it's clearly this thing that's kind of made more for like fans to enjoy or whatever than it is like to be this like theatrical movie or whatever. But I, it's a solid. Yeah, it's like a solid, fun little uh, adventure, and it like this. It made the world appeal to me even more. I think I like
0: it more than Animal Crossing because, like, this movie at least had like a plot; like, it was about <laughs> something. Where, whereas, like, that's my whole beef with Animal Crossing is uh, I just I feel like re- the games the are Animal about Crossing nothing. Debate, but. whatever. It's <laughs> this was about something, so I'm I'm giving it uh, the old Spatieri thumbs up here. Yeah, yeah, I think I think
1: anyone who is vaguely interested in this would find it enjoyable. I saw a lot of like, I, I was like trying to do some uh, research on it too. I was like Googling it. And I was like, what's, what do people say about this? And a bunch of videos came up that I didn't watch. Cause I, I don't really like to like get too many outside opinions before talking, but there was a lot of like professor Layton, the greatest video game movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really? Yeah. But I, that's, it's, Made by some random person who I assume is just like a fan, and I. But I think that's always like comes up when there's these kind of movies that um don't have a wide audience, and are you know I've you know, kind of seen by probably a smaller group of people who probably haven't seen a lot of video game movies, and it's always like, right. Guess what? I've discovered the good video game movie. But the real secret that we've kind of discovered on this show. And we, I, I feel like we still play up the gimmick that these are all bad. But, like, it's it's actually a really diverse field of movies. Like, there's good video game movies. There's great video game movies. There's bad video game movies. You know what?
0: To, to further that point, too, like, there's um, there's video game movies that are just an extension of the games, which I would say that Professor Layton yeah. and, like, Pokemon yeah. and, and Animal Crossing were. And then there are, like adaptations of the games that do something like different which i would say like mario bros or assassin's creed or something like that were which kind of land with various degrees of success so yeah i I totally both
1: both of that both the like style of adaptation and the quality of both exists too on this like crazy range of like varying quality and like whatever, um, I guess the two things we talk about, thumbs up or thumbs down and does it capture the spirit of the game It like they exist on like almost this like political compass of that sort of axis you know, where the y-axis is capture the spirit of the games and the other ones, good or bad or whatever, and it's all over the place it's not like a monolith and so, I, I don't know this really doesn't have to do with this movie, but it's a thing I think about a lot now And that I feel like I want to get out there with this show is to almost because we talk about it sometimes, but I kind of want to dispel the myth of like video game movies are bad because it's it's actually more complicated than that.
0: I I mean, I I think you could maybe make the argument that video game movies are often average Uh or like mediocre. But yeah, I I don't know that I would say bad either. It's they have um, a bad reputation. Yeah, that, that's what I was. That's what I was trying to say. They have a bad reputation that kind of is easy to pile on. But so but, many of um, them actually kick a lot of ass. About half of them, I think, that we've seen on this show do so far. Two out of three ain't bad, <laughs> as my father used to always tell me. that that uh, at least two out of three of our shows are not bad <laughs> oh. i think that three out of three of our shows are, are pretty rockin' though if i if i yeah, do say so myself sure. if we could put ourselves over like professor layton does
1: yeah uh, we should open every podcast with the explanation of
0: who we are <laughs> <laughs> we're virtual theater and we have a movie it's whoa. great the we're virtual really successful. movie whoa but yeah that's uh that's it that's all For Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva, uh, thank you to everyone that voted. And for the second week in a row, we have no poll because we've got a slate of shows uh, that's coming down the pipe. We're going to end 2020 with Star Wars, and then we're back, and uh, we're going to be doing some Monster Hunter in the new year. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah,
1: I'm excited about both of these things coming up. They're kind of like... I mean Star Wars is gonna be my it's my new at least the prequels are it's my new favorite Christmas tradition. Um and then yeah, Monster Hunter, I, I'm very much excited for whatever that movie's gonna be.
0: I think it's gonna be awful and I'm like <laughs> I'm so down. And I'm 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 dude, I'm so I'm so jazzed to go and re listen to our Phantom Menace episode, which is our just absolute longest episode ever. And then build off of all of the ideas from that oh, episode yeah. into Attack of the Clones. I wonder, too, if yeah. maybe
1: I should re-watch The Phantom Menace <laughs> just to be in the mindset. Oh, dude, you gotta. If you do, I will. Maybe we should watch it together. You and I, like a private, okay. like a, a guy's night, you know?
0: Oh, I'm down all for right. that. All I'm, right. I'm so yeah. down for that. Okay. Yeah, boy. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. Uh, we want you to head on over to uh, Jesus. We want you to head over to SoundCloud and wherever you get your podcast. Like and subscribe to Virtual Theater. Tell a friend about this show and how much ass it whips. Uh, and head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Virtual Theater. Throw us a buck or two if you can spare it, and you will get a bunch of goodies in return. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Cartoon episodes, bonus content, all of that good stuff. And uh, the last little bit of shilling here, check us out over on Twitter, at X. You can check me out, at Spateri316. And Gooey is at GooeyFame. Woo, that's it. That's all. We're out of here, and uh, we're going to be back very soon with some Star Wars. I'm just pumped. Yeah, baby...